one of my supervisors told me that she felt that I was not good at writing, right? And at that time, I really felt insecure. I really felt like my skill set in writing was not quite up to par compared to my academic peers. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We have worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. How to be more articulate in writing. As a YouTube content creator and a speaker training and communications coach, I have been creating many videos on YouTube on my channel all about speaking and articulation. However, once in a while I would receive comments and sharing and comments from people, viewers like you, sharing their stories of how they struggle with speaking and articulation. However, they are good in writing. And also there are people who comment the reverse in terms of being excellent in writing but not so good in communication communication, right? So I wanted to write, create this video because maybe you are listening to this or maybe you have been listening to my YouTube channel and you're thinking to yourself, well, I think I'm okay speaking one-on-one, but I would like to be more articulate in writing. So in this video, I wanted to share with you five smart tips on how you can improve your articulation when it comes to the written word. Shortly after I finished my PhD, I was working with a supervisor still in the academic world, right? And one of my supervisors told me that she she felt that I was not good at writing, right? And at that time, I really felt insecure. I really felt like my skill set in writing was not quite up to par compared to my academic peers, right? And so therefore, after that time, I didn't really feel confident when it came to writing scientific publications, when it came to even writing about my own subject matter knowledge and my own research. Because in academic, in academia, you know, we are expected to write at a certain level, a grade reading level. We're expected to include a lot of jargon in our industry and academic writing means that we have been well read and we can cite papers and articles with ease and have a growing bibliography that demonstrates that we have been reading in our industry. But here's the thing, when it comes to being articulate in writing, not all writing is academic writing, right? So writing is contextual. It really depends on what you are writing for, who you are writing for, right? So the first rule of thumb when it comes to elevating your articulation in writing, the first rule of thumb is understanding who is your audience, who are you writing it for? Because Communication, the essence of it is to be able to connect your ideas to your viewers or your listeners, and in this case, to your readers. Right, so who are you writing for and what is the intent of your written communication? If you are writing for academics, like I was, I, all of my writing during my PhD and shortly afterwards as well was directed towards scientists. 
it was scientific community. So therefore, whenever I wrote articles, and I even have a book published in the scientific literature, majority of the people would not be able to read it and understand it and comprehend it. But that was okay because the context of my writing was academia. Right, so understand the first rule of thumb. Who are you writing for? What is the context of your writing? Like for for instance, if you are a lawyer, then being articulate in writing takes on a whole new meaning. Right, so the first thing is to really understand what is the intent behind your communication. What is the intent behind your writing? Who are you writing it for? Who do you intend to connect with? Right, who do you intend your writing to produce results for? So that's the first rule of thumb. There are industry-specific standards that shape what it means to be articulate in writing. But in general, being articulate in writing means being able to communicate your thoughts easily and understandably in the written word. And bonus points if in your writing you can be persuasive. So in general, there are five smart tips that you can implement right now if you are serious about improving your articulation in paper. And the first. The first smart tip is to write without editing. To write without editing, and this is really, really important because oftentimes, because we are insecure about our writing, because we are constantly questioning and doubting our skill set when it comes to our the written word. Whenever we sit down to write, or whenever we sit down to type out our first draft, we tend to go back and edit. We tend to just hit that the delete button, right, the space bar, and we tend to hit that arrow key. And we always want to edit every single word, and we want to and we question the words that are written out. And so that's when we feel the sense. Of having the writer's block, right? Because we are trying to edit as we write, as we go along. So I encourage you. This first smart tip may feel counterintuitive, but it is to write without editing. This is to get your first crappy draft. You know that first draft, the one that you are so ashamed of, the one that's really cringy. It's to get that first draft out and. Yeah, even though it is crappy, it is disappointing to get that first disappointing draft out, because this is a key moment momentum for you. When you do that and you write without editing that first draft and you resist that editing, this is how you are going to start solidifying the process and the momentum of getting your thoughts out, because writing will. Will always have a reciprocal effect. When you are writing, it helps you to have clarity of thought. But if you are constantly going to be editing as you write, then it's not going to allow you the freedom to write out how you're thinking and to give you awareness of whether or not your thoughts are clear. So the first. Smart tip is to write without editing. Resist that editing urge. I know I've been there, especially in my PhD when my supervisor told me that I had this write weakness in academic writing. I really wanted to edit every single word I wrote on paper. But the way that I took things to the next level was to resist it and just to write my thoughts. So write my thoughts as they were. So that I can see where the gaps were. So I could see, for example, if I was being too redundant here, or whether or not I was being unclear here. So I can understand where in my thoughts I am unclear, because you cannot produce dynamic writing until you have first clarity in thought. So that's the first smart tip, and I want to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Comment below. What are your struggles when it comes to writing, right? Or You know, comment below. I'd love to hear from you. Are you are you stronger in writing compared to speaking, or is it the opposite? Are you stronger in speaking compared to writing? I would love to hear from you. Comment below. 
tip number two, tip number two, is edit out what you don't need, right? Now you have your crappy first draft, right? Now you have your cringy first draft. Now it's time to go through, read it once through, and go through with a open mind, with a beginner's mind, right? A beginner's mind. Go through your beginner's mind, and you might cringe at it. You might feel like, oh, this is how I thought. It's, it might feel like it's, it's, it's a very mumble jumble right now, and that's okay, because this is your time to refine it. This is your time to identify where in your thoughts you have not been clear because you have been transparent in knowing exactly where you're at in terms of that first draft. So now you're editing out what you need. And here are some things that you can look for. Here are some quick tips on what you can look for as you're editing. Where have you been redundant? Have you been repeating the same point over and over again, but just in a different angle or said in a slightly different way? Where in your point have you been rambling? Right? Are, are you taking the longer route to talk about something when you could say it in shorter words or fewer words or getting to the point sooner? Right? Where, in your, where in your writing are you speaking fluff? Right? Are you introducing fluffy things that don't really add value to the ideas that you want to put forth? Right? Because the thing is, you don't want to bury the headline. Right? There is a phrase in journalism where they say bury the headline, which means that you know how all journal articles, they have this huge headline and the headline is what attracts readers. In your writing, there could be some sort of central idea or some sort of attractive opinion that you want to bring forth. That is your headline. You don't want to bury it in a bunch of fluff. Right? So when you are editing, where have you been introducing fluff that doesn't add value, that buries the headline? Where have you been redundant? Where are some things that you can cut out that aren't necessary in the journey? Maybe they're not redundant and they're not fluff, but maybe it's not absolutely necessary because you want your readers to stay focused. You want your, your expertise to come forward. So those are some tips, some really quick tips on what you can look for when you are editing. And sometimes editing can really hurt because you've spent so much time writing this first draft and sometimes when you're having to delete sentences or even paragraphs at a time because you recognize they don't quite add value or they don't quite fit, sometimes it can be a very painful process. So I would suggest that if it is painful because you feel like, well, I really want to include that in there, it's such a waste if I don't, then don't delete it. Instead, copy and paste it into a separate document because maybe as you are writing, there could be a step or a framework that you could introduce that might add value there. So just instead of deleting it, you are removing it and putting it onto the sideline, right? Or it's sort of like on the shoulder if it's a highway and you're not, you're just putting it on the side burner and looking and, and you, therefore it's on the back of your mind. And if there is a place for it or space for it, then you can include it. So that is tip number two. It is editing what is not necessary. Editing out what is not necessary. Tip number three, be specific, right? Specificity is what will increase your understandability. It will help your viewers, or sorry, it will help your writers to really get into your head, to really understand what point or what opinion or what views or what facts and data that you are coming across. So be specific, right? Instead of saying something in general, be as specific as you can. For example, I am standing here in this park and it's a warm, sunny day, right? I could tell you that it's a warm, sunny day, but I wouldn't be as specific as if I told you, for example, I could say it is a sunny day today. There is not a cloud in the sky. It is 20 degrees Celsius and there is not a single draft, a cool draft. There's just a warm Chinook, right? And if that, with that level of specificity, I'm painting word pictures, clear word pictures in your mind. So then therefore you kind of have more of an understanding of what I mean when I say it is a warm day, right? So the more specific you are, 
the well, first of all, it, the more it helps you to have clarity of thought, but also the more specific you are, the better experience your readers have when they are reading your writing. Because remember, the essence of communication is to communicate easily and understandably. So specificity will always lend itself to greater understanding of what you are writing. So tip number three is to be specific in your writing. Tip number four, is to use conversational words. And by the way, if you are listening to this and what I am saying is resonating with you and you want, and you're serious about improving your articulation, both in speaking and in writing, and you want to know how the two of them can be leveraged and partnered to create a package of you to become the biggest and best version of yourself. If you are serious about becoming more articulate in all arenas of conversation, then I invite you to click on the link below. Right below this video in the description, there is a link to apply for coaching and mentorship from me. And this is where I will take you through my executive coaching process. And I will show you the frameworks and the strategies on how you can apply what you learned in this video, all my other videos, and even some things that I really didn't have time to get into on a simple 10, 15 minute YouTube video. So if that is you and you're serious about taking your communications at all levels to the highest level so that you can move your career forward, so that you can get that promotion, then I invite you to click the link below, apply for coaching, executive coaching from me, or communications coaching from me, and I hope to see you on the inside. Tip number four is to use conversational words, right? Unless, of course, no other there's no other word that portrays the meaning, the specific meaning that you need to, right? Other than that, you want to use conversational words because when you are writing, you're still conversing, right? Written words is just a form of communication. And to communicate, you want your readers to understand. You want your readers to relate to what you have to say. You want your readers to extract value from your written communication. So when you use conversational words, this is what people connect with. This is what people are used to because normally when they speak, they speak only the way they know how, which is in conversation, and they see written word as conversation. Now remember, tip number one was that writing, all writing is contextual. So the conversational language is different depending on your audience. Like I gave you the example of when I was in academia and I was writing to scientists, I was writing to principal researchers, people with PhDs, people with a vast amount of knowledge in that scientific arena that I was working in, which is neuroscience, then the conversation is, the conversational language is different. So this is where it's really important for you to understand and to really connect with the intention of who you want to write to, right? So the conversation, the language thing they're using will be different. So when I say conversational language, it's really contextual. It depends on who you are writing to, right? So use that conversational language. When you do that, essentially what's gonna happen is that your written words are going to be entering the conversation that's already happening in their minds and they are going to relate to you. You will catch their attention. So use conversational language. And as you are writing, right, I would encourage you generally not to use really huge blocks of text, right? I've written some, I've read some articles and, and papers where the whole one paragraph is the entire page. And oftentimes when text, there's big blocks of text, it's really easy to lose your audience's attention. So break it up into smaller paragraphs, break it up into more digestible word bites, right? You, you've heard of sound bites. These are like, think of this as word bites, right? Generally, as a rule of thumb, to just give their eyes a little bit more relaxation by including some more white space on the page will really help your readers out. So tip number four is to use conversational language. Tip number five is to complete your thoughts.
right? Oftentimes we're so busy with all the different tasks we have to do in our day-to-day lives, in our career paths, in our businesses, that we don't take the time to really think through our thoughts and complete them, right? So oftentimes, you know, I read articles out there, I read some publications out there, and the thoughts are incomplete, right? So I'm there, I'm reading the articles, and I'm reading their, their chapters, or I'm reading a specific topic, and I think there are a lot of questions that come to my mind that are unanswered in that written piece. And it's because most people, when they are writing down their thoughts, they don't go one step further or they don't ask themselves, what are some questions that could be raised as a, re- a result as a result of what I'm writing? And when you ask that question, it's how it's, it can help you to really write a complete thought rather than a partially complete thought, right? So take some time to think through your thoughts before you write and before you edit, especially before you edit. Because what you want to be doing is you want to be developing your own frameworks. You want to be developing your own authentic ideas, your own opinions about things, because that's what people really are reading. They don't want to read what everybody else is saying. They are there because they want to know what you have to say based on your knowledge, your expertise, your unique background. So the way to be able to be unique and stand out is to have a complete thought. Develop some frameworks for the way you think and portray those frameworks through your communications. But the best way to do that is to spend some more time in completing your thoughts so that you're leaving as much questions answered as possible. Right, so that is tip number five, it is to complete your thoughts. And by the way, how many of you like bonuses? I have one bonus tip for you. I just thought of it as I was speaking to this. Bonus tip. So bonus tip, which is kind of like tip number six. Bonus tip is to write to impact, not to impress. Right, because I understand as a academic, as I was trained and as I was starting my career in academia, oftentimes we are programmed by the school system to write to impress. Right, and I was writing to get the grade, I was writing to pass the exam, I was writing to get praise from my supervisor or from my manager, and that's just the intent was just writing to impress someone. And when I notice that, when I write to impress someone, I don't really connect with the audience who is going to read it. I may have gotten the grade, but then afterwards, my writing didn't take off, it didn't, it wasn't spreading, it wasn't shareable content, right? So, when you write to impact. When you write to impact, what happens is that there's a huge shift in your mindset in terms of getting back and connecting to the essence of what the purpose of communication is. The purpose of communication is not to impress people, it's to make a change, it's to make your contribution. So when you write to impact instead, that is when your most meaningful contribution to your highest potential will shine through, right? So I hope this was helpful. The, the five tips to be able to be more articulate when in writing and your bonus one to speak to impact and not speak to impress.